welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 329 of The Big Show. And Thank you so much for tuning in. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Now, I think you know that, generally speaking, this show is not a how-to show. I prefer to think about what we do as a why-to, or more about how to think about a problem or a situation or what's going on in the world of digital than how to. And I do that for a bunch of reasons. And the biggest one by far is because I want this information to be usable more than just next week. <laughs> right? And when you think about digital, you know, if we talk about how you do a specific thing, it's entirely possible that the way you do it, the things you have to do, the actions you have to take, simply change too fast for this to be usable if it's, you know, click this button, move this thing, etc., move this slider. The other reason is because I don't think audio is a particularly good, you know, format for that. A video is a great way to do that. Uh, infographics can be a great way to do that. But, you know, talking you through something you might be listening to in your car or on a treadmill isn't going to provide enormous value to you. At the same time, I do want to make sure that you get value out of the discussion and can take the things we talk about and apply them in your day-to-day -day life. So this episode really is intended to follow up on our last episode where I asked, is content still king or have the gatekeepers won? But because that episode was running a bit long, I didn't go deeply into, okay, great, if we acknowledge that the gatekeepers have not won, and if we acknowledge that content is still king, what do you do about it? How do you take that content and use it in a way that you can win? And of course, to in fairness to my friends, Mark Schaefer and Brent Fishkin and the folks who inspired our last episode. You cannot talk about how to win in content today. You cannot be successful with content today if you don't have a well thought out content distribution strategy as part of your content strategy. You can't just create content and hope that it succeeds you have to have a plan for how it will succeed. And so I thought it would be useful to talk about that today. And as I mentioned in the last show, we have a content distribution checklist that we use that I linked to in the show notes for last week's episode, and I've linked to it in the show notes for this week's episode. You can find that at timpeter.com slash podcast, and you will find it for both episode 328 or episode 329. Now, I'm not going to read you the 
oh, shit, again, I don't think that's necessarily high value to you. And you can download it and read it all on your own. I did think it would be helpful if we talked a little bit about the highlights of it and particularly why we take this approach. So there are a handful of key steps, and I'm mainly going to focus on three. There's going to be some, you know, subpart A, subpart B, but in general, we can think about three big steps that you want to keep in mind when you're talking about, you know, how you use content distribution most appropriately for your business. And the first step, the first thing you must do is you cannot create content that's going to be successful if you don't have a plan for getting in front of people and don't have a good rationale for why that content exists. So the first thing you have to do to ensure that your content works and your content distribution works is you need to ask the question of whether or not the content needs to be created at all. There's a lot of content out there. You may have a lot of content about a particular topic on your website today or on your YouTube channel or on your LinkedIn page or in your email. And maybe what you need to do is not create new content, but either update or redistribute existing content. Now, if you don't have the content, you still should ask the question of, does this need to exist? Does this solve a problem for your customer? Does it solve a problem for your target market? And does it do it in a way that maybe hasn't been done before? Are you bringing a particular point of view or a particular value to the discussion that hasn't been done before? Now, I want to be fair. It doesn't mean that everything you come up with has to be staggeringly original. It just means it has to be distinct to you. Does it have your voice and does it speak to the needs of your customer? I'd also argue, and I'm kind of modeling the behavior in the way that I do my podcast, that you might want to think more in terms, not always, but more in terms of how to think than how to. You know, why does somebody care about this? If it's just do this step, do this step, do this step, that's pretty commodity content, and probably a lot of that exists. But if you can get deeper, under the hood and help your customers understand why this matters. That is usually higher value and usually something that needs to be created more often than simply check this box, move this slider, click this link. So that's the first big step. Make sure the content needs to be created in the first place. Second, build content distribution into the ideation process, into the creation process. Before you put, you know, fingers on keyboard, before you set up a camera, before you have a designer draw something or lay something out, think about how are we going to get this content in front of our customers. You should not create 
what you cannot or are not prepared to promote. Because fundamentally, you'll just be wasting your time. You're creating a whole new chain of events that have to occur to get that content in front of somebody. And you're so much better off by saying, first and foremost, how are we going to get this in front of people? Is it going on our website? Is it going on social media? Is it going on our YouTube channel or our Vimeo channel? Think about the formats you're going to use that work best to help you get the message out. So here's one of my favorite tips. This is something we've been doing for a while now. Start by doing a Google search. You know, once you know what the keywords are that your topic is going to be about or your piece of content is going to be about, do a Google search. See what kinds of content Google shows in the search results. If Google's showing video, that's a pretty good sign that to get your content in front of people, video is a really good medium. If Google's showing images, it probably means you're better served with an infographic or some visual representation of the information you want to get out there. If they're showing text, if they're showing a web page, great, then a web page or a PDF is probably a better way to go. But this is one of the few places where a blue ocean or greenfield strategy, you know, doing something different than what everybody else is doing, probably doesn't help you, doesn't necessarily help you. It's unlikely your text, no matter how brilliant, is going to force Google to rethink their ranking algorithm if they are already finding that video does a better job of answering searcher questions. So for better or worse, if Google is showing people video, it's a clear sign that video is the type of medium. It's the format that works best for customers. If they're showing web pages, then it says text is a good way to go. Doesn't mean you can't try something else. It just means that they're kind of giving you a signal that that's the most appropriate format for this specific type of content. So you want to think in terms of, great, now, now knowing that, how are we going to distribute a video? How are we going to distribute an infographic? How are we going to distribute a PDF or a web page? You can see how that gets built right into the creation process before you've actually created the content in the first place. If we know we shouldn't create what we can't promote, then it becomes really critical to understand what formats are we going to have to promote this content in. Now, third, once you've done that, Start making a regular list of the various content distribution channels that you use to get your content in front of the customers. You can share the message, no matter the format, on social and email and your website. You can, you should. Right? And the checklist gives you a whole bunch of ones to think about. But you should be building your own checklist to say, how quickly do we put this out on social channels? Social channels, usually you get about a week before the content starts to age out just because that's the nature of that beast. I don't love it. You probably don't love it, but it is a reality. doesn't mean you can't share it after that. It just means that you tend to get your biggest hit right within the first seven days or so. 
So think about your various distribution channels, the spokes of your specific wheel, and you should make a list of these. You know, do you have a LinkedIn page? Do you have a Facebook page? Do you have an Instagram account? Do you have a TikTok? Do you have a YouTube page? Do you have a Medium blog? Do you have a SlideShare? And there's tons that I'm not even thinking of, Pinterest and so on. You know, all the various types of things we can be thinking about. How do you use them and how do you create traction with your customers there, with your audience there? And do you use them each and every time? Now, the answer might be yes, or the answer might be yes, but we need to rethink the content slightly for that medium. This is a place where content reuse is your friend. Take the content that's in one format and look at how you can do it in other formats, repurpose it for those formats. So we're taking something that maybe, again, I'm going to keep using video. I, uh, one of the things I genuinely like about video, even though I don't do it a lot for my business, is because it's so easily repurposed. You can take the video, you can put it on YouTube or you can put it on Vimeo. You can take that video and you can edit it down to a 30-second clip or a 20-second clip or a quick insight, and you can put that on LinkedIn or Facebook. You can take a transcription and you can put that up on your website as a blog post or excerpts from it as blog posts on your website. You can take the audio and make that a podcast. And then each of these, you can take any slides you have from the video or turn it into slides and put it on SlideShare. And you can share those on LinkedIn. So each of those individual formats become ways of getting the message into your customers' hands, which ultimately is why we're doing this, right? The checklist isn't about, did I check this box? Did I do this thing? But it's about, am I solving a customer problem? right? Brings us right back to where we started. Does this need to exist? And what problem does it solve for my customer? Because if you're doing that, you're going to be in a much better position in terms of actually creating content that is useful to your customers and gets distributed more widely to more people. Because regardless of what we think about the gatekeepers, the Apples, the Googles, the Facebooks, the Amazons, the Microsofts of the world, they only win when we don't actually create value for our customers. When we don't create value, your customer goes looking for something else somewhere else. And where are they going to go? They're going to go to the place where they can find everything. So it's not a question of whether or not they win. It's a question of creating things that ensure you don't lose. Create value for your customers. And while I can't guarantee that you will win, I can guarantee that all the other steps along the way get easier. And the easiest way to do that is make sure you've got a great process that you follow each and every time that asks, is this content worthwhile? Should it exist in the first place? Have we thought about content distribution from the outset, from the moment of creation? And are we using all of our content distribution channels 
to reach customers where and when they're ready. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 329. Don't forget that you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find to get Things Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Things Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating and review for the show. It helps new listeners find the podcast, it helps them understand what the show is all about, and it helps get the word out about Thinks Out Loud. It means so much to me, and I would very much appreciate it. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Associates, by going to LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Associates, and you can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. Of course, as ever, you can email me at podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. As always, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Thinks Out Loud is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment offers an amazing suite of search tools that provide search as a service for large enterprise. They focus on business results, not search results, with easy automated tools that help your customers find the content that matters to them and helps you accomplish your business goals. And they do all this while protecting customer privacy. You can learn more about Solo Segment and all the amazing work they do by going to solosegment.com. Again, that's solosegment.com. With that said, I want to say once again how much I appreciate you tuning into the show. It means so much to me that you keep listening, especially, you know, we had a period where we weren't doing episodes for a while while we were working some things out internally, and it just really means so much that you have hung with us this year over the last bunch of months etc it just really means so so very much so with that said i hope you have a great rest of the week i hope you have a wonderful weekend and i will look forward to speaking with you here on things out loud next time until then please be well be safe and as ever take care everybody Thank you.